Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast and Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you for doing so. This is Dr. Mike Roizen, your host. This is 1169B. The Bs are always wonderful guests. And we have someone who I think will be just sensational because he has written what I would call a small but sensational book called Recovery, The Lost Art of Convalescence. You can go to his website, Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S.com, about all his books. This is, I think, number nine. I haven't been acquainted with the first eight, but if any of them are as good as this, it is sensational. We, of course, are brought to you by lifesfirstnaturals.com, Life's First Naturals, the makers of both bovine colostrum and Truebiotics, two things where you can go to their website and see the randomized double-blind studies on why we think they are so important to consider and for you and your practitioners to consider, as well as longevityplaybook.com, our own website, and you can go to the library there and see the information on not only 53 supplements that have been suggested us to review, of which maybe 15 you might consider, such things as magnesium and a multivitamin, but also why perhaps recovery and the lost art of convalescence is so important. Dr. Francis, thanks very much. I should introduce you more properly. You are a fellow of the Royal College of Physicians of Edinburgh and the Royal College of General Practitioners, an award-winning writer, and the, if you will, a 30-year practitioner of medicine. We have something in America that is for recovery of heart attacks and strokes called type 2 recovery or a convalescent program that helps people regain their health. And it's a free program for everyone who's had a heart attack or stroke mandated by the U.S. government to be paid for by every insurance program as well as Medicare and Medicaid, and only 11% of people who've had a heart attack or stroke take advantage of it. I guess that's saying they aren't giving themselves permission for the lost art of convalescence to take advantage of it. So I think that is epitomizing what you're saying, that we aren't doing enough. And this is, I should tell you, I'm proud of the Cleveland Clinic. We're up to 28% way over the 11%, but that's with four nurses and two administrators hit every patient who's had a heart attack, stroke, or had a procedure relating to those, meaning to prevent those, to do it. And with six touches in one day, we still are only at 28%. What is the number in Scotland? And is that what you're writing about? The number in Scotland of people who take up rehabilitation programs is higher than that, it is healthier than that, but it's not really what I'm writing about. What I've been writing about with this book, which really grew out of my experience with very difficult consultations around COVID, 
obviously, like every physician, I was working very, very hard during the peak of the pandemic. I was seeing an awful lot of patients floored with COVID. And over the subsequent year, so through into 2021, I was seeing an enormous number of patients who were struggling to recover from that in terms of breathlessness, in terms of fatigue, also in terms of the damaging psychological effects of the lockdowns. And I found myself having the same conversation again and again with people about self-compassion, about pacing themselves, about setting achievable goals, and trying to remind them that although medicine is very good nowadays in the 21st century, quick fixes in hospital procedures are extraordinary now in terms of the achievements that can be done. A lot of recovery and a lot of convalescence is still slow work that takes your engagement with a process once you're back home. It's not so much about hospital. Hospitals are good at getting you over crises, but many of the things that really slow down my patients, they take weeks or even months to recover from. And my during my own training at medical school, the words recovery, the words convalescence, they really didn't appear much in the syllabus. And in fact, those words don't appear often in the index of medical textbooks, because too often, I think now in the 21st century, we think that once you're over a crisis, that's all. The body just recovers itself or the mind just recovers itself. But I've often found that a little bit of guidance through the process can be helpful. And I hope that you can continue to get those figures higher for those kind of rehabilitation programs. One of the things that is really neat in the book you've written, and it's called Recovery, the Lost Art of Convalescence. Although we think of recovery often as recovery from opioids, which is a long-term, lifelong process, it is a substantial book on the art of convalescence. And I would say, meaning, and I love the title of chapter four, which is permission to recover, giving yourself permission to have that time. Because I think in this day and age of of people not wanting to, or not having as much time to be paid during recovery, that they don't take as much time for themselves and they try and get back to their work routine too quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I find that a lot with my own patients, that that the degree of kind of self-compassion and self-knowledge is really not there. And people feel really quite driven to go back to work, even when they're not quite ready, often for those economic reasons that you mentioned. But that can ultimately, for some kinds of conditions, that can slow down your recovery by not giving it the adequate time that it needs. You even talk about the ideal physician or the ideal doctor here as a teacher, which is what I think at least many of us try and be to patients. We may have longer to see them than uh, in your system, but it still is very tough in the short time periods to be as good as we want. It's almost like the system beats us out, beats it out of us. Mm -hmm. I think that's true, yeah. The words convalescence, originally, if you go back into the roots of the word, it means to grow in strength. The word recover is about consciousness. It's about new consciousness or regaining consciousness. And I think that often people through illness, they can gain a new consciousness 
of themselves, of their illness, of their potential for recovery through that kind of teaching or guiding role that the best doctors really manage to do. And what I tried to do with that chapter too is point out something that was never pointed out to me at medical school. Nobody ever told me that different kinds of patients respond to different kinds of doctors. And that was something I had to learn the hard way over years of practice. When I realized some patients really needed a very kind of warm, collaborative, gentle, almost friendly or fatherly approach. And some patients wanted a very scientific, very distant, didactic approach. And some patients wanted just to be told exactly what to do. And some people wanted to have all the options laid out to them. And some you need to beat a little bit to change behavior. Absolutely. And to say that this is not a road to happiness. You are not on a road to happiness. And I've seen lots of people go down this road and end up very poorly or very worse off. So I would like to help guide you back to another place. And I think that the really very best physicians that I have seen in practice are those ones who can gauge very quickly what kind of doctor they need to be for that patient to be most effective for that patient. And it's a, it's a really difficult skill, a lifelong skill, I think. One of the things that I missed here was the graduated, what I would call increase in physical activity, a graduated increase in, if you will, calling posse, a graduated increase in or maybe an immediate change in food and unwelcome habits or unhealthy habits. How important are those, do you think, in convalescence versus just giving yourself time to heal? Hmm. Well, I think they're hugely important, but it depends very much on the condition. And I was trying to keep this book very general. So, for example, of course, in recovery from some cardiac event, where we're cholesterol and we're giving statins and diet is going to be very important. But, you know, if you're talking about recovery for a young, fit basketball player from a knee injury, perhaps less so. But there's still principles, I think, that are active in both those scenarios that are very, very important. And I try towards the end of the book to sum up those kinds of behavioral changes that I would like to see my patients take more. Do you know, it's, it's common sense that if you're unwell, then you shouldn't eat the kind of food that makes you more unwell. But some people need to be helped and guided towards that. And behavioral change can be is one of the most difficult aspects of my job. Cigarette smoking, that's another example. Gradually increasing activity, another example. And I honed in particularly on activity in the section that talks about recovery from fatigue in terms of setting achievable goals and not trying to overwhelm yourself, that kind of boom bust that some people with fatigue can get into. So absolutely, I agree with you, Mike. These kinds of behavioral changes are critical for many kinds of conditions and how to recover best from them. One of the things that is really nice is at the end of every chapter, you have some bullet points of what I would call to-dos or to think about. So I'm going to read those after Snake and Ladders because I found that chapter interesting. Plan, rest regularly throughout the day. Don't rush. Keep meals small. Don't plan anything within an hour of eating. If you're breathless, learn to control your breathing. And we use a inspiratory resistance trainer to train the uh, diaphragm. Get fresh air and sit down often, even during washing, dressing, cooking, with chairs or stools placed strategically around the house. And that is with with the 
recovery from COVID that is especially, those are especially important. And now that I know that this really was occasioned by COVID and that these are really important things, we're seeing a recrudescence of COVID in the United States now. I don't know if you are in in England as well. Yes, we are too. It's just that we're not really testing. (laughs) We're not testing nearly as much as we were. And so it's frustrating at the moment to see such a rise in it, but not really know exactly where the hotspots are because testing is so sparse. Other than saying to people, buy the book, Recovery, The Lost Art of Convalescence, which I really would like to say, it's a wonderful read. So the author is Gavin Francis. That's who we've been talking to. And you can go to gavinfrancis.com to see all his books. I think this is number nine, if I'm not mistaken. Give us one or two take-homes for the audience who listen to these podcasts. So go ahead. Okay. Well, my first advice would be to be kind to yourself when you're in the process of recovery. Because so many people are very harsh on themselves and they push themselves very hard. You need to learn a new kind of language of the body of what your limits are. That's one thing that I would say. The next thing I would say is that it is a process. It's not a passive, it's an active process. And that if you engage with your own recovery and you set achievable goals and you pay very close attention to the process, then you'll do better with it. Another point I really like to emphasize is at the risk of becoming unscientific, but I would say that it's very important to think about the power of nature and in the sense of the broadest possible sense, the power of nature, you know, get some fresh air, get something green in your life. Even if the most you can do is a walk in the park, then try to do it. If the most you can do is gardening some pot plants, try to do it. But the power of nature is something very, very um, crucial, I think, to the process because we are part of nature too as human beings. Thank you for writing such a wonderful and and different book from many that we cover. So thank you. It is Recovery, The Lost Art of Convalescence. The author, Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S, GavinFrancis.com is the website. Do also go to our sponsors' websites, if you would, LifesFirstNaturals.com, and longevityplaybook.com. Both have great information on what you can do to live younger for longer. And that's a way of staying out of the hospital and not needing recovery as much. Thanks very much, Dr. Francis. And thank you for sharing 30 years of wisdom with us. We'll be back next week. We hope you are as well. A key point in this week's A segment is what your risk temperature means to you. It was actually a study from the UK database, Biobank, that was done by the Penn physicians and is our longevity is the next disruptor story on 1169A. B, recovery. And thank you, the 50,000 of you who download us weekly As the French would say, 50,000 of you can't all be wrong. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you on the podcast next week.